everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Probably the final one of yeah. 2018. Last know. one of 2018. Exactly. Um, huge shout out to everybody who clicked play, wherever you clicked play. Everybody who's yeah. left us comments. And of course, to Bruce and everyone over at Hypebot for everything you did supporting us over the last year. Um, please right. go go show your gratitude and your thanks to the people at Hypebot and just send them a message saying thank you. You know, we'd appreciate it. They'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so being it's the last one for 2018, we sort of thought let's just kind of look back at 2018. Not so much at our – it might include looking back at past shows, but just what what did we find exciting in 2018? What was a bomb in 2018? You know, what got our attention? What didn't happen? Whatever whatever it might be, let's sort of just do a, a look back over our shoulders. Um, I'll let you start, Jay. What, what well, was the first thing that comes to your mind? The, the first thing that pops into my mind is um, clearly the new music business is about streaming uh, in one way or another. But I think one of the things that we tried to stress this year and some of our guests tried to stress is that, you know, a playlist is not a marketing plan and there's got to be much more to it. But it's it's been so exciting watching streaming in 2018 because, you know, it, it streaming just kind of slowly progressed and now things have kind of switched. Like it used to be that, you know, streaming would look at what radio was doing. Well, that's kind of flipped now. A lot of radio formats are now looking to streaming and seeing what streaming's doing to help them, you know, when they're programming their station. And, you know, it. you look at the things that people tend to use as key metrics like your social footprint and you know what how many playlists are you in and things like that i think it's really really exciting but at the end of the day i firmly believe that that's just one piece of the puzzle and it's one that i think people spend way too much uh, time and energy on um, i think that what really makes a band um, grow a fan base and keeps a band in um, in the public's eye and helps them to grow is when you make an emotional connection with that band, whether it's aspirational, whether it's via, you know, the look or the sound or the narrative or some of these things that we talk about a lot, getting on a, onto a huge playlist or two is not going to be sustainable and it's not going to be something that is going to make you or break you. And I really feel like people are losing sight of all of the blocking and tackling that you need to do uh, to be successful. Not that streaming isn't important. It is. Um, but it can't be the only thing. Yeah, you know, I think it, it, it for me, it comes back to it's still the basics. It's still the simple little things. As much as there's, you know, stream. I love stream. Always loved it. Always. It's amazing. But you're right. It's one piece of what you're doing. And, you know, we've talked to many amazing companies and websites and tools over the last year that do some incredible things, but they aren't the solution to everything. And I think as as we 
continue to move forward, we're still looking back going, my God, how many people forget to do the simple basics? 100%. You know, and and this isn't directed towards just the small new artists who don't have teams, who don't have experience. We see this constantly with the biggest name international superstars that have major record labels, major management companies, major teams behind them that, mm-hmm. that you know, you and I scratch our heads going, oh, who forgot to change that graphic, update the bio, change that message? Um, to yeah. me, that still is the biggest thing in as much as everything has changed in the music industry. It still hasn't changed. Let's yeah. let's put it that way. It's still yeah. the basics. It's still engaging with fans. It is still finding fans. Um, it's it's that's what it's all about. All of these other things are just tools that might help you do that, but they don't substitute for doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're you're 100% correct. I think that we have a lot more tools than we've ever had to reach an audience. But you and I talk about this week in and week out on this show, and that is that don't forget the basics, you know. And I think, you know, as Todd Snyder saying, you know, everybody wants the most they can possibly get for the least they can possibly do. And the problem is, is that there's no substitute for hard work. And you, if you want to be successful, whether you're an artist, manager, agent, you know, whatever you, you you do, there's no substitute for that. And there's certain things that you're touching on that you have to do. You have to plan. You can't just drop stuff into the marketplace. We've talked about tools you can use, but it comes down to a marketing plan. Do you have a plan? You and I talk about teams. Do you have a team? And if you don't have, you know, if you can't afford a team, you've got your your friends and your family, you know, we'll call that your street team. Your band members. I mean, your band you, members. You know, you, you may have to, like, have a come to Jesus meeting with your bass player and say, dude, you've got to contribute and, and help us. Because if you're not, you're, you're gone. Yeah. I, you know, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago and they were like, you know, I just talked to the drummer in our band and it turns out the drummers had this connection with these people all along that could be great help for us. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell us this? Oh, because I felt it wouldn't be appropriate to take advantage of my connections. And and they're like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, we're, we're busting our ass trying to move forward and, and, and you're not pulling your weight. So yeah. you have team members. You just have to sometimes be a bitch boss yeah. and say, you're going to contribute to this team. It's more than just, okay, I hate to say this, and people, musicians are going to, it's more than just music people. Um, much more. You know, much the mu- it, it's, not, it's not all about the music anymore. Your music isn't going to be enough to make it happen. And yeah. if anybody is sitting there as part of your team going, well, I just laid down the best lead guitar solo ever. I did my job. We're going to succeed. As soon as they hear that, you you got to slap them and go, yeah. no, wake wake the fuck up. 
Right. I had breakfast this morning with my friend Philip. Um, he's worked for major labels and working with the DSPs, and, and we both agreed on, on something that I think is really important, and that is that when you talk about the new music business and you talk about, um, let's say, streaming, for example – it's not the same as somebody buying an album or vinyl or a cassette tape. Um, right now, you can have everything. You know, you don't have to pick and choose. You can basically have every bit of music, 60 million tracks. You know, so what? What do you have to do, right? Let's say you have a great song, which that's great. You have a great song, and maybe even you get into, you know, a playlist or two. But outside of that first portion of that playlist, pretty soon that music isn't as engaging, and and it doesn't have the same impact. And even if you are in those first twenty tracks, sometimes it becomes a different experience. You know, it's just you're hearing the audio, you're not seeing the visual. You need to rise above all the clutter. How do you do that? Number one, you have a really good narrative, and we talked about that a lot this year. You've got to have a narrative. It can't just be, I'm a rock band, and I have a, a record yeah, I've coming got a new album. Yeah. That nobody cares. You know, It comes down to visually, when someone looks at an image of you, do, do they hear the music? They should. They sh- you know, it should match up. You know, is, do you have a strong narrative? Are you getting out there and playing live and, and telling people about you know, what you're up to are, do you have a plan in place? You know, what are your goals? These are simple, basic blocking and tackling things that sometimes people, they get lazy and they just kind of jump into, well, if I can just get on the radio or if I can just get on this TV show, or if I can just get in this playlist, then I'm set. But we asked one of our guests, you know, like what he looked for in, you know, new artists. And he said, the first thing I look for is a line around the block to see one of their live shows. You know, there's no shortcuts, people. I mean, it's it's going to take a little hard work. It, it, it will. You know, again, as much as the business has changed, it hasn't changed. You still have to get out there and play, play live. You have to tour. You have to get out there and, and you know, shake the hands of your fans. That's what you have to do. Nothing that we've looked at over the last year is going to replace that and give you a fast track to anything. Yeah. That's what yeah, it comes down to. Yeah, and you have to, when we talk about working hard, um, a f- my, my friend was telling me about a meeting that he had with two different artists. One of the artists came in, she didn't really know the direction that she wanted to go. She had recorded some good songs, she'd done a few things. And then like a week later, this other artist comes in and they said, okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. And she was buttoned up. She said, this is what I've done. These are my achievements so far. These are my goals. This is the narrative. I've had these songs in these different placements. She was buttoned up. Guess which artists they signed? They These days, they don't have time to babysit. They don't have time to do all the work for you. I think the only difference between maybe the music business now and maybe you know, 10, 20 years ago is that you have to work a little harder. We didn't 20 years ago, we didn't have socials. We didn't have, you know, well, 20, kind of 20 years ago you had people that would work hard for you. Right. Now you have to actually work hard yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And that's a lot. If you're doing Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and then you're trying to record and write and play live show, I mean, there is a lot to do, but it can be done. There's some artists that will focus on one social and they will own it and they'll do it well. 
And I think that you don't have to be everywhere, you know, at least not 100% everywhere posting the same things all the time. Sometimes if you notice that all your fans are on Instagram, hit that hard. Um, you can also, if you have someone on your team that can post in your voice, you know, if you see all these social posts, and I won't call anybody out by name, but you see a lot of these popular artists that are posting a lot. A lot of the times that's not them, but it's done by a trusted person on their team yep. that can post in their voice, right? So you need to delegate and figure out, well, what can I do well, right? And actually continue to do because it's not something you can just do for a couple of months and then just let it fall off to the wayside. This is a commitment. It's a lifestyle. If you want it, you're going to have to it's, work it's for it. It's a career for life is what it is. Yeah. Um, so for me, one of the things that we we didn't actually mention it, but it it like popped up in the last couple weeks just before we recorded a show that looking back in 2018, once again, Apple failed miserably at a music social network. Yeah, we hadn't talked about that because we, it we just, didn't it talk just about it. Down. It just it it happened and it disappeared. But Apple Connect. They're pulling the plug on it, right? And Apple right. Connect for for those of you who pay attention have been listening was Apple's second attempt at Ping was the first one. Ping, which failed miserably, at building a social network within iTunes, Apple Music. Yeah, I applaud that desire because I think it has the ability to do that. But the problem is they never. They didn't do it the right way, you know, and, 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 one, and once again, um, you know, the good and the bad about Apple, and this is funny because we're both big Apple fanboys. I love the product, but I'll also sure. call it out when I hate the stuff. Um, I think they get a little too egotistical about thinking we're Apple and we built it the way we want it and the world will adopt our way of thinking when it comes to a social network. And the problem is, no, it won't. What's been proven about social networks is it's an open world. People want to be able to post anywhere, everywhere, from one device, one app. And Apple still tries to maintain their walled garden. Of, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in Apple Music. The only way you can post to Apple Connect is to do it through Apple. Well, that's, an, that's more work. And, you know, one of the things I've always, I always tell my clients and prospective clients is you can't put more work on an artist. If you put yeah. more work, they're not going to do it. Not unless yeah. you pay, not unless you pay them to do it or give them a clear cut, you're going to sell more music, sell more tickets, make more money by doing this. And, and Apple Connect just could never do that. It yeah. just was, I, and I think they knew right from the get go you know, a couple months after, it's just like, uh, no, we're just going to kind of quietly forget about it and not talk about it. Well, I, behind the scenes, they, they still stressed um, this partnership and this collaboration, and they wanted artists to post there. But what happened, I think, is that, you know, I am a big believer that you go to where the party is. You don't try to create your own party. If people are going to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, what, wherever they're going, go to where that party is and engage with them. I think, you know, with Ping, most people forget that that was actually supposed to be 
kind of a joint uh, operation. Facebook. Yeah, and it fell apart a couple of weeks before the launch. But if had that happen, I think that it would have been a different story because then you're integrating the two. And I think there is something to be said for, you know, when you're listening to music, remember early on, I think with um, Spotify, it was a really, really big deal that, you know, when you were listening to something, your friends could see what you were listening to. And, you know, there was- it's, it's still there. They've just kind of buried it. They, they haven't yeah. even made that. They haven't taken full advantage of that either. No. Yeah, and a lot of times it's people don't want, you know, I mean, it definitely needs to be a choice because if someone's you using your account- You don't want to be account, spied on. Right, and if you're, you know, you've got a guilty pleasure, you're listening to the Bay City Rollers or something, you don't want your friends to know. But y y you know what? What it comes down to me as somebody who has managed a lot of socials for artists and advised artists to do it on their own, um, nobody wants to go make the post on Facebook and then log into my Twitter app and make the same post there and then Instagram there. There's there's plenty of tools. Uh, one of yeah. them that I love is Hootsuite. That sure. that you know it has the connections to all of sure. these networks, and you can make the post from one device out to everything. Right, Sprout, and socially stacked. There's buffer, so many yeah, of them out there. A lot there. of those. And to me, that was one of the biggest nails in the coffin for Apple Ping and Apple Connect. Is they they refused for whatever reason. They never said why, but they refused to allow any third party access to post so and i remember when apple connect first launched i had a couple clients where i tried really to make it part of the workflow it's like okay we're making the post to announce the new album it's going all across here all set up schedule done oh wait a second i have to log into my apple connect account when, because you couldn't, I don't think you could even schedule it in advance. So no. it was sort of like, oh, I got to remember at 9 a.m. to log in and make just one post for Apple. And right. that was on the belief that this was going to turn into something when you were still making posts when it first launched to an audience of nothing. Yeah. You were getting no reactions, no engagement, nothing out of it. And And it's sort of, you know, if you really want us to adopt it, just let it drop in as another channel that we can feed content into from Hootsuite or Buffer or whatever it might be, Yeah. and and then we will use it. But you well, made, you it, it, you made it hard to use. When you said walled garden, that's worked with them on a lot of different um, verticals. The problem is that's not how the internet works. Yeah. Um, if you want to succeed, you're going to have to take the bad with the good, and you know better than anyone. When you have a podcast or you have socials or you're on YouTube, you're going to get trolled, and you're going to get some negative comments. I'm working, and I'm sure you've you've seen this too. I have one artist who, you know, changed direction, got some pretty, you know, pretty negative reviews, like on YouTube, and said you you need to take these off. And I need to explain to them that that's not how the internet works. You need to take the good with the bad. That's what makes it legitimate, you know. And at the end of the day, your music will stand up for itself, you know. F the haters, you know what I mean? Yep. But, but if you're if you have a walled garden and people can't do that, they don't really see it as legitimate. And I also run into this when it comes to publicity and bands, you know. 
If you're so sterilized that you put news on your website, but it's only the news that you want and you don't allow any comments or any of that, no one's going to use it because they, they'll go to a source, frankly, where the news comes out quicker. It's not sterilized. They can, there's a million places where you and I can go on the web and find out information about our favorite artists. Sometimes it may be negative, but that's the way the internet works. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I I hope I hope Apple, I hope streaming sites in general um embrace social more and make social a greater part of the streaming platform. Um you know, I love that Spotify has always allowed the users to create playlists and to create collaborative playlists and all that type of stuff. That that's a level of social for sure, and it's a Absolutely. level of social that that frankly they've taken the lead on amongst all the other players out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you can do more. I mean, there's more that you can do to in in ingrain social networking into a streaming platform, and I hope Apple does it. Um, you know, let's put it this way. I hope they do it, but if they aren't going to embrace it and do it the right way, just bite the bullet and say no. It's just not going to, we're not going to do it. It's never going to yeah. be something we're going to attempt. We're not that type of a company. Yeah. You know, the, they may not be, right? I mean, they if may you not look at be. their OS, they've never wanted to kind of uh, license their OS. And they've, they've kind of been, you know, um, if it's not made here, it's, you know, yeah. we're not going to do it. And that's okay if, if that's what you're going to do. But it's going to be increasingly hard, harder to do that going forward when your competitors are, are doing opening it. up. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why Spotify is so popular is that, you know, you can make a playlist and you have and shared it with me and I can share it with my friends. And, you know, I've got my playlist on Spotify. Right. And, you know, there are some things you can do like with Apple Music. You know, I'm an Apple curator, so I can put uh, playlists on Apple Music. But that's not social. That's That's not not the same. same. That's not the same thing as as Joe Smith from across the street creating his own playlist and setting it up there and sharing it with the world. That's not. And you're going to get some crap, but you're also going to get some really great stuff. And I think it's only going to drive more traffic to Apple Music by opening that up and allowing users to drive people to their own playlists. Apple playlists, I actually think, are are really good. But I also think that Spotify was so far out in front of everybody with Release Radar and Discover yes, Weekly. and the algorithms the, that they yeah, have. Some of the things. I, I always... I stopped using algorithm and I try to use the term personalization. It's the same thing, but people think something negative about an algorithm picking their music, but don't knock it until you've tried it. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Spotify playlists. I listen to them, you know, every week. I can't wait to see what discover weekly has set up for me. I can't, I can't wait to see the daily mix playlists that that Spotify creates a half a dozen daily mix playlists. Um, they do an incredible job with that stuff. You know, one of the one of the big features that Spotify's always had for a number of years. At the end of the year, it's a year end report of your listening Wrapped. habits. Yeah, you know, 
who were your top artists, top songs, how much time did you... People shared that stuff left and right. And, and what I noticed this year was it wasn't something that Apple offered, but some third-party person wrote a software hack to allow people with Apple Music to do that. Well, they I did it, and you can do some of the functionality, but meaning you can pull down some of that data in more like a list. But what what I thought Spotify did, which was so elegant, was they created that animation. They created so they, they created they created the animation, the visual. They made it social that that you clearly, as a user, you wanted to share with your friends. Yeah. Here's my top five artists of the last year. Right. And come on, you can't tell me that doesn't benefit Spotify as a platform. Yeah. It sometimes I think these services, whether it's streaming services or any service out there, for again, forgets the simple basic things. They sometimes they overly complicate things and they forget the user experience of what the user just wants to do. Yeah. I just want to hit play and I want to tell my friends what I'm listening to. Yeah. That's it. And, and it was fun. You know, they'd say, yep. Oh, this that you listen to this this many hours. Well, that would be uh twelve years of <laughs> listening to this. It became really fun. You know, we, we always talk about this fan mentality, the people that get the fan mentality. Um I think that Spotify understands not just the engineering side, the back end, which can be complicated and can be difficult to make that simplified, but they also understand what it's like to be a fan sitting in the seat. Because like you said, you know, when you got your wrapped video and you saw what your top artists you were, just, and your top I'm songs, like, man, I can't wait to share that with the world. And they made it easy to yep. share. Here's, you can click a button and share it to these socials, or you can just cut and paste the link. And man, I saw that everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So again, I, I that's a form of social and hats off to Spotify for getting it. Um yeah. sorry Apple, you missed the boat on that. That again. So you had to let a third party user kind of create a little hack to to allow that to happen. And Yeah, and, and I would only add Michael that yeah, Apple's kind of, you know, this this big player, but there's also these other really big players like you know, Amazon Music that's doing some really cool things because of smart speakers. Mine just turned on. Um, and, you know, there, there are things like, you know, Napster still around and Deezer and, you know, YouTube Music and, and Google Play. Come on, you guys. I mean, look at the competition. The, one of the reasons you why Spotify so right. is, is succeeding is they're doing these things like these playlists that we talk about that make it easy for people like me to discover new music and they make it easy to share all this stuff. And, and they really are working with the fans. And there are things like that Spotify does. One of them is called Fans First. And if you haven't seen this, Google it. They're, they're really cool. We're, Spotify knows, as all the DSPs do, who the top fans are in each market. And so what they do with Fans First is they'll take one of those markets. Let's say it's the Bay Area where you live. And it's like, okay, here are the top, you know, 100 uh you know cheap trick fans well we're going to take them bowling with the band or we're going to go do a send a them a special movie. offer yeah and but they do like some they do these activities that are really fun 
And yeah, they can do the special offer thing where they offer them tickets early and that kind of stuff. But what I'm talking about is some of these activities where you can go bake cookies with you know <laughs> your favorite artist or go to a drive-in movie or they're doing some really, really cool things to bring those fans in. And for all these other DSPs that I mentioned, you know, you can't all look the same because you and I all get these emails from all the DSPs. And they're kind of the same artists every week. You know, the, yeah, it's the same uh, catalog. Music, it's the same Amazon, feature. Yep. Same new releases kind of every week. I would like to see somebody step out and go, you know what? I'm going to go to a market that's underserved, whether it's rock, you know, or whether it's country or EDM or whatever, and I'm going to carry everything, but I'm going to go after this thing and I'm going to own it. Right now, they're all kind of the same in the sense of repertoire. Where they're different is kind of what we talked about that Spotify is doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, how about you? Any what, what's, an, what's another thing looking back in 2018, good or bad? Well, just talking about the the podcast for a second, there were there were a couple of shows that we had that really kind of lit me up, and one of them for sure was uh, Chris Prouty um, talking about SEO. The, SEO. A lot of people get confused of, between SEO and SEM um, because they they look similar, but you know, search engine optimization that Chris does, man. It, just pushing your things up a little bit in search results and and optimizing your pages it's not rocket science it's it's not that hard to do sem search engine marketing you know that's maybe with some keywords and 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 that's a whole nother discussion and that's important too but i from speaking with chris and I've, subsequently i've introduced him um to a client and had some meetings um First of all, he's as excited about SEO as we are about what we yep. do. Yep. He lives and breathes it. He's excited to talk about it. He wants to talk about it. He put together a video for one of my clients that he walked through their website. This is what you're doing right. This is what you're doing wrong. This is some things that you know could really help you. This I wouldn't worry about. And I would just encourage folks, you know, to dig into SEO a little bit, but we had we had several shows like that where we would have guests on. You know, even recently that uh, the guy from Mizuka. I was just going to say that was one that really, it really worked for me, and it was such a simple thing. I mean, you know, it was just like, duh, let's have an easy way to update images and bio copy across the internet not it's a rockets. problem everybody it's, has it's a problem that's out there it's a problem that needs to be solved it's not a complicated thing but you know it's just a simple problem that a lot of people ignore and yeah. they have a solution to it and 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 i think to me i love the the services the companies the tools the websites that are that they they may only do one thing yeah but what they do is simple it works it solves and it, a problem and, and it solves a problem i've you know i've been involved with developers for my whole career and there's nothing that infuriates me more than a developer creating a problem so they can <laughs> solve it for you and right. you know at the end i'm sitting there going but that 
It's not a, that's not the problem we have. This is yeah. the problem. Oh, no, no, no. But this is, look at how brilliantly we can solve this. Yeah, but again, that's not a problem. Right. The I problem don't know if you remember, is Michael, updating the photo. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago, um, you turned me on to Bands in Town. And uh, I've used them, I think, on every campaign since then, using Bands in Town Manager. And, you know, we've had John on the show. And it's a great tool because it solves a problem. For example, you know, I love Amazon, but if I do an email blast through Amazon, right, um, I don't know exactly who it's going to as far as numbers. I don't know what the click rate, open rate is. You know, they're pretty good at their marketing there, so I'm assuming it's good. But then you go with Bands in Town, and um, for free, I can send a message to my trackers. That's amazing. Um, or I can say, oh, guess what? These other artists I know would love my artist. It's been proven. I've seen it on you know, yeah. uh, Spotify for Artists or whatever. Now I can target them and – and I'm not sending a shotgun blast out to everybody in the world. I'm sending it specifically to these people that I think would, you know, like a lookalike audience. And those are the kind of tools that you're talking about that they solve a problem. And there's a bunch of them. I learn about new ones every year, and I'm really excited to, you know, find those. You know, I, I would say, you know, again, bands in town, I'm, a, I'm still just a huge fan of bands in town. And again, I cannot believe there are still artists out there who are not using it, that that are manually building tour dates on their website and manually building an email blast to send to their email list with their tour dates. It's just like, that's that's so archaic mm-hmm. when, you've Labor got intensive. when you've got bands in town that <laughs> does this work for you. Um, so yes, I'm a big fan. Check it out. But this year, the the tool that's really excited me, um, which I turned you on to, is a tool called Bot Letter. Yeah. And there's there's a number of tools out there that do the same thing, but basically mm-hmm. it's an email list in Facebook Messenger. So it, it's the exact same concept of as, as an email list. Everything you go through to build an email list and how you use it. You do this within Facebook Messenger. And yeah. as bands, I'm sure every artist is like, man, I keep constantly getting these. I get so many Messenger messages. I can't answer all my fans or whatever the issues might be. You may ignore them or whatever. Now you can just install this. And it's like, do you want to join my Messenger list? And most people say yes. Yeah. And then it's just like building an email blast. You send but talk out talk about the open rates. Once somebody oh. agrees, what are you finding as far as their opening click rates? I've had open rates over ninety percent. I've had that, click rates ridiculous. over seventy, eighty percent. And right. and again, you're right. It's ridiculous. You will not find open and click through rates like that anywhere. No email on the other side, right? If you just boosted a post instead, if you just went through, you're going to reach, even with boosting, you're still reaching a percentage of your audience, right? With with bot letter, what I found is number one, you're absolutely right. Most people actually do want to receive those messages, and once you're engage with them and they're on on your list the open rates are ridiculously high and keep in mind that an average open rate in the music industry is 16 17 percent so if you're getting 60 70 80 and beyond percent open rate that's 
and, that's and, ridiculous. And, and you know, and you again, this is just looking at user user activity, user habits. Look at yourself. When you what what do you open and pay attention to immediately in the order of communications? An yeah. email blast, a Facebook post, a text message, a Facebook Messenger message. Yeah. I can tell you right now that Facebook Messenger and text messages, I immediately at least are like, oh, what was that? Who was that? Right, right. away. Right and away. And typically people want to set up their alerts for Facebook Messenger so it pops up and gives them an alert that something comes in. They may or may not do that with everything else, but now you're playing with text. You get a text alert, boom, you get a messenger alert, and it's right there. And I'm with you. I, I typically check those out because they're you, – it's usually not spam. It's usually my friends. Yeah, and, and you know, and you've got to I, – I will say this so people don't ruin it. Don't abuse these new tools because clearly somebody's going to sit here and go, oh, great, I'm going to get all these people, and I'm going to send them messenger messages you know, twice a day, every day, and it's like, no, just like email, people will tune you out. They That's will right. unsubscribe from your You'll ruin it for the rest of us. You will ruin it. This is something where, you know, again, keep in mind the the urgency of a message when you send it to yeah. somebody. Make sure it's, hey, uh, we just announced our brand new album, or, you know, do you want to get the news of our brand new album before we post it anywhere else? Join our messenger list and we will send you a message. Yeah. The second we announce our new album or our new tour dates, you do all that first. And then maybe half a day later, you post it on the website and you post it on, you know, you, there's a whole thought that goes through how to use it appropriately. But those tools are amazing, and if you're yeah. not looking into Facebook Messenger marketing, you're They're missing, missing out. A, you're missing a boat right One, now. One hundred percent. Do us a favor if you if you hear of any of these cool tools, you know we're we're constantly bringing them to the program and telling people about them. But you know there's a lot of good things happening out there, and if you hear of anything, send it along. We'll we'll investigate yeah, what, it. We'll what, talk what do about you, it. What do you use? Again, it could just be the simplest little thing that does one thing, but it does it very well, yeah. and and it saves you a lot of time. That's that's yeah. what this is about. That's what that's to me. These are that's what tools are. They're something designed to help you do a job. They're not designed to make more work. They're designed to make less work, to make things more efficient, faster, quicker. Um. And yeah. and those the tools that can do that without all the clutter around it are really develop well developed tools. Yeah, one hundred percent. Anything else yeah. in twenty eighteen? Well, yeah. I'm one of the big themes uh, that we talk about all the time is educating your, yourself, right? Um, learning about whether it's new tools or new tactics or learning you know, about the contract you just signed. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to put give kind of a, a, a plug. Some of these people have been um, on the show. Some of them have not. But there, I would I would encourage people to um, educate yourself 
with not only things like you know our podcast here, but you know we talked about you know Bruce over at Hypebot. You know, Hypebot is one of the best sources on on the web for learning about this new music business. But there's some folks we've had on the show like David Turner and Sherry Hu. Um, if you follow their newsletters. Um, really great stuff. Bobby Osinski, who's been on the show, yep. fantastic. Uh, a woman that hasn't been on the show yet, but has agreed to come on, uh, Amber Horsberg. But if you if you check out some of these folks and look at their, um, they all have um, weekly, well, maybe not weekly, but regular um, emails that they send out, mass emails, newsletters. Um, they also have websites. And, you know, when it comes to like Sherry and Amber and David, they write for, you know, top publications. Um, but there's a lot of great information out there and we'll try to continue to bring, you know, all these changes and updates and tactics and tools, you know, as well. But um, you'd be better off to go out and find out as much information as you can. You know, and, and you know, I think a good way to wrap this up is maybe like, what would we like to see in 2019? And, and for me, following along on that concept of educating yourself, I really hope we can get to a point where the constant posts of, oh my God, I'm being ripped off by the streaming services. Yeah. Stop because you educate yourself as to the flow of the money um, and why you may only be making pennies, but somebody else is still making a lot of money off of it. You know, educate yourself to how the business works before you jump out there and say it sucks, it's broken. Um, you know, the good old days, blah blah blah. You listen, the good old days were good old days, but they're long gone and they are never coming back. the The music industry is not going to wake up in 2019 and all of a sudden say, you know what, streaming is dead. We're not supporting it. It's it's we're going back to forcing you to buy a CD. Right. If, if you're sitting here holding your breath for that to happen, you will die because yeah. it's never going to change. Things move forward. Change is constant. Consumers like streaming. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Consumers like having 30 million tunes at their fingertips anytime mm-hmm. they want. Educate yourself as to how that business works before you say the business sucks. Now, saying all that, we've had people on where we've talked about there could be some changes to help. You know, maybe the the structure of paying $10 a month and throwing it into a pool and, you know, the Kanye's and the Drake's get the majority of it isn't the right way to distribute that money. Maybe my $10 should be distributed amongst the people I listen to as opposed to the people I don't listen to. And that's a valid argument. Absolutely. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So how about 2019? Where, what would you like to see? What are you hoping for? In 2019, I I would love to see folks, you know, and we say this a lot, a playlist is not a marketing plan. So in 2019, it's one piece of that puzzle. So put together a plan that incorporates all, all these different tools, all these different things, put together a marketing plan and a timeline and surround yourself with good people. Don't put all your eggs in any basket, whether it's touring, whether it's sync, radio, streaming, 
you need these days you have to work a little harder right and you need to look at all of these different tools and use them to your advantage yep yep awesome well it was a good 2018 yeah 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 it was really good and uh i hope 2019 is even better Happy and, New Year. and and again, thank you to everybody who's listened, tuned in. Um, if you want to do us a little favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review and a rating of the podcast on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one more shout out to HypeBot for everything you yeah. guys did to support us in this last year. Thanks, thank Bruce. Thank you so much. All right. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see Happy you next New year. year.